Hallelujah. This morning, I have some things to share with you all. I have few things to share with you all from the depth of my heart what God has revealed unto me. Okay? So, let's turn our Bibles to First King. Even just now, Pastor, Pastor has spoken this word which I will be adding into the preaching, you know, in Deuteronomy chapter 16. But that's the later, that's the part of, uh, that's the part of my sermon today. Okay, let's turn our Bibles to 1st King chapter 18, verse 17. 1st King chapter 18, verse 17. Then it happened... When Ahab saw Elijah, that Ahab said to him, Is that you, O trouble of Israel? You see very clearly, there is an encounter of King Ahab and also Elijah. Now, when they both came together, the Ahab began to say, see Elijah and immediately raise his voice and say, That's you. That's you. Elijah, you are the trouble, O Israel. He blames Elijah or he calls Elijah as the troublemaker for the nation. Elijah is labeled as a troublemaker. Elijah is labeled as an evil man. Elijah is labeled by a king that he is the one who is causing trouble not only to him, not only to his palace, but also to the nation. And Ahab speaks this to Elijah. Now Elijah is the prophet of God. He is an anointed man of God. He is consecrated by God. He is called by God. He is being used by God. He stands in the position of God. He has been empowered by God's spirit. These are the traits of Elijah. But on the other side, a ruler of a nation comes against Elijah and say, you are the troublemaker. You are the problem. It's you. It's you. Not only Ahab has said that, but during the time of these years, all the nation of Israel were deceived by the king to know that Elijah was the troublemaker. Now the life of Elijah was manipulated in such a way, rather than being a prophet of God, rather than being a voice of God, he was pictured as the troublemaker of a nation. He was picturized as a troubled person. He was picturized as an evil person. He was picturized as a person who did not want to see good in the land. So Elijah was encountered by a king who said, you are the troublemaker. In reality, Elijah was not the troublemaker. He was anointed. So what do, what do, what do you mean by anointing? We all knew that, you know. We all say in Christian terms that anointing. 
anointing you know the bible speaks about anointing this is the meaning of anointing is consecrated or made sacred anointing means you are consecrated you have been made sacred and also you have been dedicated to god that's the real meaning of anointing you are consecrated by for god you are dedicated for god and also this anointing means indwelling of the presence of the holy spirit upon us within us so elijah was dedicated by god he was anointed by god but ahab labels him as the troublemaker why do you think ahab has spoken this word elijah's reputation was ruined his character was assassinated wherever elijah was been able to be seen he was projected as a troublemaker now think about this a man who is anointed by god a man who is been ordained by god a man who has been set apart by god a man who does wonders in the name of god his life has been labeled as a troublemaker it is not only labeled but it has been spread all across the country and all the people believed it we will go through the scriptures everyone believed it now why did king ahab has to say that elijah was a troublemaker when elijah heard that he was bold enough to answer to the accuser he faced the accuser and that's what the next scripture says in 18 and elijah answered i have not troubled this nation i have not troubled israel but you o king ahab and your father's house have troubled this nation you have troubled this nation and your father's house has troubled this nation in that you have forsaken the commandments of the lord and you have followed the baals and elijah encounters and 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 when elijah says you who has troubled your fathers have troubled this nation let us go back to the history The Bible says, you know, in 1040 BC King David ruled the Israel. We all know that David, he became a king. He ruled the nation of Israel. In his rule, he expanded the kingdom of Israel. And then his son took over. His son was Solomon. He took over. He established peace. And after Solomon as the descendants begin to take over the throne of david there comes two brothers jeroboam rehoboam these two people and during their reign the kingdom was divided into two parts the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom and in this southern kingdom comes jerusalem the holy city the temple so in the northern kingdom there is a king in the northern kingdom jeroboam so what happened in this time okay the things were 
Jeroboam was so insecure being a king. There was an issue with the taxes. Okay, there was an issue with the taxes in the nation. And the king wanted to have authority upon the nation. In the northern kingdom. Jeroboam. So what did he do? He started to impose his own laws upon the nation of Israel. On the nation, northern kingdom. When he was doing that, every year, that's what Pastor Phil spoke. Let's turn to De Deuteronomy chapter 16. Deuteronomy chapter 16, verse 16. It says, three years Three times a year, all your males shall appear before the Lord, your God, in the place which he chose. Isn't it? So, every year, the people in the northern kingdom or in the southern kingdom must come to the place of worship and they have to offer unto the Lord. Every year, three times they must come and they have to offer unto the Lord. So the northern kingdom, Jeroboam, what did he think? He thought that, well, if I allow my people to go to the southern kingdom, that there, is, there are chances that they would reject me as a king and they would follow the king, Rehoboam. So what did he do? He did not wanted his people to leave him and go to the southern kingdom. He wanted to make sure that he will have control upon his people. He wanted to make sure that he would be the king upon the people. He wanted to make sure that even though the nation of Israel doesn't go to the southern kingdom, they would stay there. So what did he do? He set up he blocked the ways for the northern people not to go to the south side. He shut the doors. And he asked all the northern people to stay in the kingdom. Not to go to the Jerusalem. Now here is the thing that has begun. The king because of his selfishness. King because of his insecurity. Because of his nature, he closed the door for the children of Israel not to go to the temple of God. He blocked them. Not only he blocked them, but also the Bible says he built altars for them. He built altars for them. And not only he built altars for them, he went on to say that here are the gods who brought you out of Egypt. He began to block the people of God from going to the house of God. Not only he blocked them, but also he began to replace God. He began to replace the real God from the fake God. This is what the king Jeroboam began to do. And what did he do? He stopped the people of God from going to the house of God. And he set up altars. He set up shrines. He set up idols. And he also said, these are the gods who has delivered you from Egypt. As we all go through that, we see, we see in the Bible, 
after rehobam begins to do this kind of an idolatry before the children of israel it spread from rehobam till ahab and by the time it was almost 200 years that people began to slide step by step step by step step by step what made them to slide it was their compromise what made them to slide it was their desire to hold the power it was their desire to hold the throne it was their selfishness it was their own motives it was their own intent that made people not to go and worship god this happened for 200 years and in the process of time i want to tell you the background story king ahab the way he was living you know the bible says in chapter 16 verse 32 you know you could see that from 29 to 34 it says uh, in 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 30 now ahab the son of omri did evil in the sight of the lord more than all who were before him ahab began to do more evil more than what jeroboam did jeroboam built the shrine jeroboam replaced god jeroboam testified wrongly against god but the bible says ahab did more than jeroboam because it was a lifestyle of ahab to behold the power for himself and he forgot the origins of his life as he was doing that in 33 the bible says in 32 then he set up the altar for baal in the temple of baal which he built in samaria and ahab made a wooden images ahab did more to provoke the lord god of israel to anger his actions provoked god his testimonies provoked god his words provoked god he himself began to make god very angry during this time if you go to 34 it says in his days in the days of ahab his friend called heel of bethel built jericho you know just understand my words i will come back to the message the background is is ahab had a friend called heel he is from bethel you know what did heel did he built the city of jericho jericho is the same city which was captured by joshua and when jericho was captured joshua declared declared a curse upon that city you know what was he declared he said whoever builds this city he will lose his children so heel he began to build the city the moment he began to build the city he lost his son and by the end he built the city he lost all his children until then ahab has an opinion hey we heard about the laws of god that the that the law says if you do not serve god there will be no rain you remember that in deuteronomy 
Yeah, the blessings and the curses. Okay, there will be no rain. There will be no dew. There will be no blessings. There will be no produce. There will be no promotions. There will be none of the promises of God would be fulfilled. But here Ahab, doing more wicked against the Lord, more than anyone else, is still experiencing the blessings that God commanded upon the nation of Israel. So in his mind, he comes to a conclusion that the word of the Lord is not so more important and effective because we, we are doing whatever we want, yet we are receiving all the blessings. That means God's word is not prevailing over us. God said if you serve other gods, there shall be no rain. But he is serving other gods, he is still having the rain. That's why he thought to himself, God's word is not powerful. The prophet's word is powerful. That's why you, if you read in 34, he says, according to the word of the Lord, which he had spoken through Joshua, the son of Nun. But understand, this was the concept of Ahab. Even we don't obey the voice of the Lord, whatever we do, we flourish. We are blessed. We don't need God to intervene now. We don't need God's word now. We don't need God for our life because we are able to get everything. In this kind of a moment comes a man where the Bible doesn't mention about his parents. He's Elijah. Now I want to tell you something. Elijah getting to know the mind of Ahab and the mind of the nation of Israel, he gets challenged by himself and he goes to the king in 17 chapter 1. And Elijah the Tishbite of the inhabitants of Gilead said to Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel lives, before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain these years except my word. Can you put your mind into that scripture? Nowhere the Bible says that God said to Elijah to go to Ahab and said that there will be no rain. God did not tell Elijah to go and tell to Ahab. God did not tell to Elijah to tell, go, there will be no rain. But Elijah, look at the scripture. The Bible says, Elijah, as the Lord God of Israel lives, before whom I, sir, I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain this year except at my word. He did not say, God said. He says, my word. He says, until I say there will not be any rain. Until I say there will be rain. Elijah was so furious in his spirit. 
he got to understand he got to know the state of mind of his people he got to know the mind of his king he got to know the nature of the nation that he was in where the people were living away from god where they came to conclusion that we don't need god neither we don't need the word of the lord when elijah got to know he confronts the king and says until i speak there is not going to be any rain elijah positioned himself and he was empowered by god and he manifested his anointing by speaking which even god did not ordained uh, ordered him to speak Elijah spoke with a good intent and mind because the nation was going away from the loss of God. He wanted to bring everybody together. He wanted to bring all the people together to the presence of God. He wanted the children of Israel to know that the God of Israel is the real God. That's why he says, as the God of Israel live among in whom I stand, there shall be no rain. Elijah manifested his authority. Elijah manifested his anointing. Elijah placed himself in such a way that he spoke the word when God also did not speak to him. Church, I want to speak to you today. I want to speak to you the power of God's anointing upon our life. the position of god's anointing upon our life you know you and i are called by god ordained by god consecrated by god for the purpose of his kingdom many times we stop ourselves just to hear god just to hear god even though there is wrong around us even though there is bad around us even though our nation is going away from god we still wait for the word of the lord failing to recognize that we are anointed by god failing to recognize we are positioned by god we are positioned by god to manifest his power elijah positioned himself elijah knew that he was anointed by god consecrated by god called by god to a nation which was created by god he wanted to bring the nation back to god when he realized the reality around him he did not wait for god he did not wait for god rather he went in the name of god many times we must come to a realization that we are anointed by god why are we anointed by god to take up the position that god has for us why we need to take up the position because we need to bring heaven on this earth if you fail to take up the position i tell you the enemy will always be ready to take up the position Elijah took the position 
and he began to speak until i say there will be no rain the moment he said heaven ceased heaven stopped to release rain even god did not tell him to tell that but god honored the word elijah released when you realize that you are anointed and when you position yourself in god's anointing i tell you your word has a power for god to obey you many times we wait ourselves that we we wait for god to release a word but you know what in reality god waits for your word god waits for our word god waits for our declaration god waits for your tongue to be opened up god waits for your faith to be manifested god waits for your authority to be to be released but we still fail in blindness to hear god how many times do you want to hear god what do you want to hear god if elijah could have waited to hear god the nation could have gone astray more 200 years the nation went away from god prophets came and went but no prophet was able to stand in the position of anointing and release the word but elijah elijah stood by himself he knew he was anointed he knew he was positioned and he knew when he is in his position god backs him up when you know that you are anointed and when you position yourself i tell you god backs you up and that's why in the book of james we see about elijah he is a normal person just like you and me but the bible says when he prayed there was no rain but when he prayed the lord released rain today i want to tell you when you pray when you speak a word god is ready to hold on to that word and i tell you when elijah released that word against a wicked king it was not only affecting a wicked king but it was affecting the entire nation and i tell you what happened there when he spoke about no rain there were many people suffering including the godly people that's why when elijah goes on to meet a woman at zarafat she says i don't have anything to eat sir because there is no no fruit in the land there is no rain in the land all i have is a little flour i will make a bread and me and my son we eat and we die who is she she is the daughter of god who is going through a lot sometimes i want to tell you obey when we speak not only our words will bring good things there is going to be an effect there's going to be effect but you know what what is more concerned to god the the things that are more concerned to god is about his people than about an individual 
who are we we are more concerned about an individual than a people that's why we get upset that's why we get upset when our prayers are not answered that's why we get upset when we are not blessed that's why we get upset when we are not healed rather failing to know what is the overall picture of god what he wants to do in the nation of israel god wanted that nation to come back to him and elijah used his anointing to release a word where the whole nation will come to the god and in doing that he knew it is going to affect him and also it is going to affect the ordinary people but ultimately it was not the pain of the people was important it was the kingdom of god that was more important you know it is not our pain that is important to god many times we question god where is god in our life where are our prayers being answered why are we praying what is the use of me going to church what is the use of me being fasting what is the use of me being worship you limit the picture to yourself not knowing what god wants to do in the nation not knowing what god wants to do in the community not knowing what god wants to do in the other people and that's where you become and come to a conclusion what good it is for me to follow god to serve god to give unto god to pray unto god to read unto god elijah when he spoke the word god backed him up and he ceased the rain from coming down because he spoke truth ahab labeled elijah as a troublemaker of israel today when you speak truth you are labeled as a troublemaker today when you open your mouth and speak about jesus you are labeled as a troublemaker today when you come to jesus and release his word you are labeled as a troublemaker you are labeled as as a person where the society hates to see you because ahab replaced god and even our people have replaced god we need to take up our position we need to take up the power of god's anointing upon our life elijah knew he said you are the troublemaker and your fathers are the troublemaker he knew where the wrong was he knew where it all went wrong many a times the selfishness of one person will make a nation as a wicked nation rehobam jerobam one man's selfishness made a nation wicked nation one man's decision overturned the faith of a nation one man's decision took away 200 years of god's blessing one man's elijah knew the roots so that's why in the bible he says your fathers your fathers you and your fathers have done evil 
So until I speak a word, there shall be no rain. You know, I want to take you all to the New Testament. Let's turn our Bibles in the New Testament. Mark chapter 4. The Gospel according to Mark chapter 4. And we all know this story, 35 to 41. It says, it says, you know, Jesus on the boat. It says verse 33, On the same day when evening had come, Jesus said to them, Let us cross over to the other side. Now we all know this picture. Jesus along with his disciples, he is going on the little boats. Okay. Now verse 37 says, And a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling. But he was in the stern asleep on a pillow and the disciples awoke Jesus and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Disciples goes to Jesus and say, we are perishing. Do you not care for us? Are you not concerned about us? Are you not worried about us? We are sailing with you. We are with you, serving you, walking beside you, helping you. We sacrificed everything for you. We left our profession for you. And here we are, following you day and night, serving you day and night. Now you are sleeping and we are about to perish. Are you not concerned about us is the question the disciples asked. This is the same question we ask. Lord, I come to you. I gave up my life to you. I sacrificed you. I gave this. I do this. I come to you. Are you not concerned about us? This is what many times we ask God. And you know, as we go on, you know, the disciples were facing such a severe storm over there. Then Jesus arose. And what he did? Rebuked the wind. And said to the sea. Understand this scripture. Jesus said. Rebuke the wind. And said to the sea. You need to understand what you need to do in your life. Many times without knowing what to say. What to pray. What to declare. We keep on doing what we are not called to do. We do right things in a wrong way. We do wrong things in a right way. And Jesus here look at what the but said to the sea. You know why did Jesus say the Bible says you know a great wind arose. The waves were hitting the boat. The disciples were able to see the waves hitting them. The waves were so dangerous that it was almost taking away their life away. But Jesus when he woke up, he saw the wind which was causing the waves to beat them. He saw the wind which was the root cause of fear of his disciple. Waves was not the fear. But the wind was the fear. So Jesus saw the roots and he said, wind is causing these waves to trouble us. So he dwelt with the wind and he spoke to the waves. 
we must know what is causing our situation to be chaotic we must understand what are the roots in our family that are hidden that is causing us damage we must understand what are the winds that we are experiencing and those winds are causing the waves to come against us many times not knowing the wind as the problem we think the waves are the problem and you begin to rebuke the waves where you have to speak the waves rather than rebuking the wind jesus got to know the root because he was positioned in authority to know what was causing the danger to his disciples we must understand dear church our life is a journey designed by god we are anointed by god we are called by god we are positioned by god and you and i need to know to take up the position what god has given us not only need to take up the position but also need to know what are the winds that are coming against you elijah knew the wind was not ahab the wind was rehobam that's why he says in 16th chapter you know in first king chapter 16 the bible says i want you all to read that elijah the bible speaks over here in 31 1631 and it came to pass as though it had been a trivial thing for him to walk in the sins of jeroboam it was jeroboam who began to trespass the laws of god it was jeroboam who brought the destruction upon the nation it was jeroboam who built the shrines in the place of god it was jeroboam who had a crooked plans to stop the people of israel from worshiping god and ahab is just one person who is leading them as a king and elijah knew where it all began that's why he took up his position and spoke to ahab you and your forefathers have done trouble to our nation church i want to tell you something you and i are anointed by god and positioned by god and we need to understand the power that god has given to you and me to speak up the things what we don't speak at all have you any time realized why our lives are chaotic we think our children are away from us because of their friendships but have you realized what's happening up in our generations have you realized what's happening up in our societies have you realized what's happening up in our nation have you realized what's happening up in our own life have you realized what are the winds that our family is facing what are the winds our children are facing have you any time taken up your position and rebuked the wind in your family it's time for us as a church it's time for us to manifest what god has placed upon us he backs our word 
He backs our prayer. He backs our declaration. He backs us. Don't wait for God. Rather, God is waiting for you. God is waiting. The Bible says in Isaiah 59, the Lord's hand is not shortened up to save his people. He is ready to save them. But their sins are blocking him. Their transgressions are blocking him. God wanted to bless the northern kingdom, but their sins were blocking him. Their transgressions were blocking him. Until Elijah comes and manifests the power of God, the nation. You all know the story. I'm not going into the deep. You know what happened? When Elijah prayed again, their rain came. And, and all the false prophets were killed. I tell you, we have the power to bring God's kingdom upon our family, upon the culture, upon the nation where we are. We need to buckle up ourselves and know what God has placed upon us. The sacrifice of Jesus is not only to cleanse our sin. The sacrifice of Jesus is not only to heal our bodies. The sacrifice of Jesus is not only to bless us financially. Many times we conclude our testimony in that way. Telling that once upon a time I had no money. I had no work. I had no house. Praise God. God gave me all these things. And we stop our testimony. You know the reason for you to be redeemed is so that you will redeem. The reason for us to be blessed so that we would bless others. The reason for us to be healed so that we will make other people to be healed. The reason for us to be restored so that we would restore others. We are not redeemed merrily just to enjoy the pleasures of our life. You observe most of the testimonies, they say, well... I'm not wrong about that, but try to understand my heart. We say, I did not have anything, but today God blessed me everything. Praise the Lord. But God blessed us good. But have you realized why did he bless you? Why did he save you? Why did he redeem you? The sacrifice of Jesus is not only to redeem you. The sacrifice of Jesus was to redeem you so that you would redeem what was lost in the hands of God. You know what was lost? When God created Adam and you, he gave the authority to them, dominion to them, lordship to them, health to them, life to them, pleasures to them, peace to them. Satan deceived them and stole that from them that's why in the new testament when jesus fasted for 40 days satan comes to him and you know what he says if you fall down on my feet i will give you all the glories how did he get the glory that created by god because he stole it from us that's why God gave his life so that you know why you would be redeemed why you would be redeemed so that you would redeem what was lost do not stop your journey merrily after receiving what you had prayed for your life is for more than what you have received 
our journey is not for our life our destiny is not for ourselves our purpose of living is not for us it is for the kingdom of god how zealous are you when you see the darkness prevailing in this earth how zealous are you when the name of your god has been tarnished how zealous are you when the people mock at your savior would you be happy when they mock at your children would you be happy when they mock at your father and mother would you be happy when they mock at your brother or sister no because they are your own how bold are you when they mock at your god how zealous are you about your god when people like ahab comes out and say the word of god is not for good use at all because we are all good that's what the world is saying and sadly many christians comes to pastors and say why are this world being so blessed it's time for us to make a decision you are not saved just to be saved but you are saved to save you are not anointed just to do the things of god you know i feel pain we 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 are into the generations you know we are into the seasons you know we forgot the great commission of god and we are well satisfied with the activities that we do in god any activity that we do has to lead to the great commission we are saved to save we are anointed to speak and to manifest the living god of israel in our life today i want to tell you church we all are blessed to be in the light of christ glory have you ever considered why why are you in the light of his glory why are you being washed in his blood why are you sitting in the place where you are sitting why are you living a life under the name of jesus who sacrificed everything for you why have you found out an answer you have a power that whole heaven is ready to back up all you need to do is face ahabs in your life face the giants in your life speak 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 i tell you there is nothing that is impossible to what god values your word god honors your faith god honors your faith what you pray you know there are many instances in the bible when you go to the book of numbers moses was mocked 
by the people Korah and all the people they said you are the prince of God only you can hear God but you know when Moses the anointed man of God took his position you know what happened the earth opened his mouth and swallowed them there is power when an anointed man of God speaks God honors that you and I are no different from Elijah the Bible says he was just like you and me that's why Jesus says we are able to do more than what Jesus has done it's time for us to realize the anointing that God has placed over us speak 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 upon your family get to know where is the enemy entering our life where is the enemy entering our families you know we are in a generation where everything has been taken care easily easy it's easy for us and we have we we have been replacing the words from sin to mistake you know the enemy is deceiving us the enemy is deceiving us you know when you google when you google astoras that means baal the names of gods when you google astoras you go to the image gallery you just scroll down you know which image you will see starbucks the enemy is deceiving us i'm telling you he is deceiving us that's why our nation is being manipulated why do they fund all unnecessary nonsense things well i am not an american but i know some things why do you think they fund that's the spirit ruled thousands of years ago and it still exists in a new way deceiving you and me know the roots if i ask you a question today what have you done with the anointing god released upon you what would be your answer what would be your answer it's time for us to be more bold it is time for us to be more courageous to speak the kingdom things to speak godly existence to speak restoration to speak redemption to speak salvation we are anointed by god you have to know before i could close i want to tell you i want you to know jesus was anointed right he was anointed and he was in the boat and when disciples asked him are you not concerned about us because we are about to die that's the time jesus woke up what did he do he rebuked the wind spoke to the sea because he took his position and the power of anointing upon him made the wind to be silent and the waves to be in peace that's exactly what happens to you and to me when we take up our position things looks like different questions arises 
the thoughts comes to us telling that what good for us to be in the church what's good for us to serve god what's good for us to pray to god he is not god concerned about us he is god alive his word is alive what is this there are so many people a family that comes to my church i want to tell you they were coming eight to nine people they were coming to our church they were from hindu background they gave their life to jesus regularly they were coming to church all of a sudden one day they were baptized as well one day their father lost his life he was an old man these two sisters along with their families they came when her when their father passed away you know what did they say what good did we get after coming to church and they left the church today they are worshiping idols why i say this the enemy wants to take over our people if we allow he takes us out with a question what's good is it for me to go to church and that the enemy always attacks us with a question in the garden of eden he questioned he wanted to question jesus and take over today he is questioning us and taking over us so church i want to tell you you are anointed you are called by god you are consecrated by god what are you doing for what god has done to you may god bless you all may god bless you Pastor Joseph, I, I, I want you to pray for us. How many of you feel like there was an anointing on his word today that it was for you? And uh, I agree. I feel the same way. But I would like you to pray over every person here. I'd like everybody to stand all around the room, if you don't mind. And um, I believe there's an anointing on you. And then I'm gonna, we're going to do one more thing. We're going to pray for you and, uh, and what you're believing God for. Um, but do that first, and then, and then we'll go from there. Lift up your hands to the heaven. Dear Lord, we thank you, Father, for your sacrifice on the cross of Calvary. You took everything upon yourself and broke the power of sin, sickness, and death upon us. No power of darkness has power to overtake us. And today, Lord, I speak and I release this word upon your church. No weapons formed against them shall ever prosper in Jesus' name. Lord, the hand of Jesus upon them. Lord, as you spoke, O oh God, the power of life and death is in our tongue. Lord, I speak this word. Release the anointing upon the church. When they declare in the name of Jesus, they shall see through it. The hand of Jesus upon them. The hand of Jesus upon them. 
the darkness tries to take over them i rebuke it in jesus name the darkness trying to take over them i rebuke it in jesus name lord thank you for your unmerited favor upon this church thank you for your great grace thank you for your abundance and overflowing blessings thank you lord for your wall of fire surrounding them thank you lord the angels of living god encamping all around them lord thank you with the power and authority that you gave to us in jesus name we pray no weapons formed against them shall prosper no enmity will work against them no evil will work against them no jealous will work against them no confusions will work against them no evil i will befall them no sex i will fall on them no lustful i will fall on them no witchcraft powers will work against them no black magic white magic sorcery will work against them lord in the name of jesus i pray break every chains of ancestors in jesus name release them oh god release them oh god release them oh god release them oh god they shall experience the goodness of god as galatians says oh lord christ you have taken the curse so that we may inherit the blessings of abraham today i speak and i release the blessings of abraham be released upon us i pray for pastor his family the vision everything jesus you you anoint them with the double measure of your spirit oh god more 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 tangible presence in this house more of oh father god more you know the lord is the lord is bringing to my mind there is going to be more supernatural power of god you will be experiencing in this house you will begin to experience more supernatural power of god you know one word that god is bringing to me from yesterday this is the place that the lord is going to feed you the lord is going to tend you the lord is going to lead you you know you will you will get to hear the voices of jealous i tell you as a man of god overthrow those voices overthrow those voices this is the place that the lord will feed you tend you and lead you i listen to this word he will feed you he will tend you he will he will lead you jesus your hand be upon them may the church see great increase of your presence and your power and they shall they shall extend to many many places the lord is showing pastor you will expand you, you will extend and you will expand to many places yeah yeah you will expand to many places you know this is just the beginning of what has god started in you all thank you father thank you